This podcast was recorded before COVID-19 and protests around the death of all Black lives. Just as a reminder, here at It's Personal Podcast, we try to amplify the voices so often hidden in our world. Listen, take notes, and learn. Be nice, be kind, and respect one another. Peace. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Gary, and welcome to the second season of It's Personal. Okay, good. This is going to be really dope, but I don't want any <laughs> Putting yourself out there as practitioners, we're growing at learning. Not at all. My name is Kwame Mbalia. I'm an author. Hey, I'm Padma Venkatraman, the author of The Bridge Home. Sure, yeah. My name is Natasha uh, Diaz. Code switching and all those things. I mean, all, all of that. Like, all the time. I mean, he's still on the road all the time, but you know, like as a new mom, the relationship that I have cultivated from there. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> this is amazing. All right. This is so fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Personal. We are on season two, and I'm super excited for our guest today. Um, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, um, my name is Aliana Harris. And I am a kidlit illustrator. Um, I just want to say before anyone, one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you just because the work that you do online is just so amazing. Um, let's just start by how did you get into being an illustrator? Uh, it's kind of a roundabout way, to be honest, because I originally went to college for architecture mm. and I, I went to Temple University. It's in Philly and I took up architecture and I was like uh, I don't like this at all <laughs> so, so I uh, transferred to the University of the Arts which is actually on the same street but on the other side of City Hall in Philly still so um, I took up animation because I've always been into it and while I was taking animation classes I uh, took some illustration classes and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. So wow. kind of started there. So tell me a little bit about your family life. Like, what did it look like for you growing up? Yeah, uh, I was born in Philly. My, my entire family's from Philly, but I was raised in uh, New Jersey, in South Jersey, like 20 minutes away, like right over the bridge. Mm -hmm. So it's me, my mom, Terry, and my grandma oh well, i called her mimi but yeah her name is cornelia my mm. middle my middle namesake so <laughs> so it was <laughs> it was us and and yeah it was it was a great like childhood um they're really supportive um live in a predominantly black neighborhood a uh, suburban neighborhood and um it, it was really it was really great what did yeah. elementary look like? Um, for elementary, I went to, uh, you know, I've been in Quaker schools like all my life except for college. Yeah, so I went to a small private Quaker school called Rancocas Friends, and it was like really small. Like we had at the most maybe like well, my smallest class was ten kids, and that was in eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, so it was really intimate. Really, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun like we called our teachers teacher and then their first name yeah it, it was it was pretty cool um 
lots of my friends weren't really like they didn't really understand it because it was so small and they're like Quaker you mean like Quaker oatmeal I'm like, <laughs> yeah but not like that though that's so <laughs> like, funny yeah like on Wednesdays we'd have to go to a meeting for worship are, are mm. you are you like familiar with the whole well that's the thing I was just I was just gonna ask could you share a little bit more about like what does what is what do you mean by Quaker schools I have an idea but just for those who are listening okay sure okay so Quaker is is really really close to Christianity and it basically is Christianity but um their services are completely silent um aside from people maybe standing up to talk about something that's on their heart and basically Quakers believe that the light there everyone has the light of God in them and um yeah it's it's just really really close to christianity it's just more like bare bones maybe i should say so um they're typically really uh with education it's really um i don't want to say difficult but they're really into education and um really get really deep into um ethics and and things like that so it was really uh it was intense but we always had like a lot of homework and stuff but we always had a lot of fun because they knew how to put in like real life stuff was your middle school and high schools similar yeah okay so um i went to the same school for elementary and middle school um that was during coco's friends and then they turned into friends academy with stanton and then i went to a separate friend school in the town over called morristown friend school so I was there from ninth to twelfth grade. Okay. So they they were similar in that they both were Quaker and they both had like meetings on meeting for worship on Wednesdays and stuff like that. But um, it was more um, vigorous, like like academically, like more yeah, is is more difficult at Morristown Friends because yeah, like a, a lot of studying, a lot of AP class, a lot of honors classes, stuff like that. Personal, personal, personal. Did you, how did you, so you said you originally went to school for, to be an architect. Yeah. <laughs> and then you became a kid, lit, like illustrator. Um, can you tell me about like that transition? Ooh, it was a, it, it was a couple things. First, <laughs> uh, um, we had these projects and uh, we had to, for one project, we had to just draw straight lines, like a ton of straight lines. And we had to learn how to use the pencil correctly. And we had like drafting tables and we had to learn how to draw straight lines. And then there's this other project where we had to create a field of objects, but none of us knew the point of the project, but the teacher, the, the professors did. So they were looking for something, something special, but we were, we just, had a critique and we all put our work out and then they just walked around looked at all their work and they'd like point at some and just like kind of stare at others and then they'd be like this this is it and then we're like but what what are they looking for like oh, wow. it was <laughs> yeah it was stuff like that and then we had to take a woodworking class and I was like oh I don't think I should be doing this it, it was pretty strict but strict but not in the way that like creatively I I didn't really identify with and then some of my my classmates were totally for it they're like oh yeah let's get into this project let's get into making this field of objects I know exactly what I'm going to do um mm -hmm. and then after that I'm going to go uh I'm going to go to the wood shop and then I'm going to get this work in and then I was like I don't really <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah. tell tell me tell me more of like the the process leading into being a kid lit um illustrator sure um so out of college i was i i basically understood that i wanted to be an illustrator so i had a bunch of art that i made already and i was like oh i'll start an etsy store so i started mm-hmm. selling prints of my art and just trying to illustrate as much as i could um and i actually did like a bunch of other jobs like i helped uh i did paint and sips for senior citizens um i made logos wow yeah i did stuff like that and then um actually my cousin she's on the school board in in philly and she was meeting uh she had this meeting with this it's this college program i actually forget the name of it but uh one of the ladies in that college program she's an author and tia actually bought one of her books her name is monique so she bought one of her books for her daughter um and monique said that she was looking for a new illustrator for a new book and he was like oh well my cousin illustrates uh let's uh i'll give you her website and you could check her work out i don't know if you'll like her work but you could check it out so monique checks it out and she liked my work and i ended up illustrating a book for is the first book i ever did um mm-hmm. it wasn't with a publisher or anything it was just with her um it's called, it was called daddy who am i and then that's how I knew that I wanted to do kidlet specifically. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to do children's books. Uh, so I made a, I made a portfolio and I put it online and my friend Love is, she's really great. It, look her up. Her name is Love is Wise. She actually did the, she did two covers of the New Yorker. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and she was like, Hey, you need to get on women who draw and it's a directory. Mm-hmm. um of women illustrators so I joined and then not too long maybe about like three months after my agent James he he found my work and he was like hey um I'm from Bright Agency do you want to sign with us and after that I've been just illustrating ever since illustrating wow. professionally wow yeah. and what would you say like I love like just like your style of illustrations mm-hmm. um I remember seeing um a few years ago, I think a year ago now, maybe the I think it was like a cover or um, personal, 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 personal. A few pages in the uh, Teaching Tolerance magazine. Oh yeah. Which I thought was like just so cool because I had been following you, um, and then I see I love everything that Teaching Tolerance is about. Yeah. Um, and then I see that, that connection being made, which I thought was like really cool. What was that? Like, how did that happen? Uh, they found me online too, actually. Um, I think maybe from my Twitter or, or my Instagram. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and they contacted me and they said, hey, uh, we like your work. If you could do uh, some illustrations for this article that we have. And I was like, sure, definitely. Um, because I, I do have a connection to illustration because my, I mean, not illustration, um, education, because my mom is a biology teacher. Yeah. So I was like, oh, um, I definitely want to do this. Um, and it, 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 that's kind of how that took off. All of your pictures and, and everything that I've seen just has like, it makes you feel something right away. Um, oh, thank you. That, that's what I try to do. I try to 
um, evoke feelings because I, <laughs> I feel like um, people will kind of understand what's happening more if they kind of feel what it, whatever is happening within the illustration. Mm -hmm. No, I think you, I think you totally, totally do that, and I think a lot of your images are powerful in so many different ways. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think it's just really cool to be able to look at. Um, what does the process look like for you when you are illustrating? Okay, so um, for a picture book, typically they send me a manuscript. So I look through the manuscript and then they send me, it, it's kind of like a template. Um, it's a brief, an art brief and the, the words are placed, but in the place of where the art would be, they give me art direction, like art notes. So I go through that, I read the art notes, and then um, I typically go to sketches. I try to sketch out my ideas. I try to stay as close to the art notes as possible. And then they, they go through my sketches and then they give me feedback and then I revise the sketches and then um, I go to color and then they give me more feedback and then I tighten up the color and then yeah that's usually how that happens. And yeah. how long typically does it take for you to to finish an illustration? Oh um that like say for a magazine if they wanted one or two illustrations that <laughs> depends on that depends on their time constraints because I could I could work pretty fast if they need me to. Like for um, I did a advertisement for Comcast for last Black History Month and they wanted two illustrations. One one was one had like this portrait of these it's actor a musician and a host and then that was realistic and then um, another illustration had this family, like this black family um, in their living room or dinner or whatever. And um, I had less than a month for those. Like it was down to weeks. Like the, the turnaround time was like days. Like I'd made a revision and then they'd call me and they'd be like, okay, so we need you to change this, 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 and this. Uh, can you have that to us in a day or two? And I'd be like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it, it varies. Like for books, it could be longer. Um, I'm working on one now about uh, Mabel Fairbanks, she's the uh, first um, Black, you know, African-American uh, figure skater. Um, and I did the sketches and then they said, okay, cool, thanks. And it's wow. been a couple months and I could like work on it a little bit. I have a bit of time. It's, it's a difference. Like every project is different. What is your sort of medium that you like to use? Uh, for Kidlet and for uh, magazine things and covers, I like to use digital. I usually sketch on my iPad. I use this app called Procreate. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I usually do it for that. But for my final art, I typically use Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop on my laptop mm -hmm. with a uh, drawing tablet. Um, mm -hmm. But for fun, I, I usually do pen on paper, just drawing from life. And do you find yourself, I guess, I one thing I love about just like technology in general is that it continues to evolve over time. Mm -hmm. um, do you find yourself just, again, very happy with how your process is? Or are you continuously trying to find ways to make it faster, um, to make it better, to change the colors, etc.? Definitely. I, I try to, uh, yeah, I always try to improve there's always something i feel like i could do better and i always try to sometimes you have to work smarter mm -hmm. so i always try to save time without 
without you know messing up the quality but mm-hmm. uh but with technology you always have to keep your eyes open because there's always something new like i always try to make sure i'm up with the new photoshop versions and stuff like that make sure that's updated make sure you know i have good brushes on procreate stuff like that i just try to keep my eyes open and keep moving mm-hmm. and then i think it's it's i love illustrators in general just because um I, I i know that the process itself to create one piece can really make like really put a toll on you yeah, mentally mm-hmm. physically etc um so i always have a love for for illustrators um and the work that they do were, were you someone who was in school often doodling coloring drawing etc um i yeah i've always been doodling and i never really realized it but when i was little when i um when i was in church I'd sit in church and I'd take the programs and I'd just doodle all over the programs. Personal, personal, personal. Um, my mm. mom said that when I was really little, like like you know two or three, or <laughs> I'd take her legal pads and I would just scribble on every single page. Um, so she she'd be at work and then she'd go to take notes and then she'd open up the legal pad and That's then she'd awesome. be like, ah, oh, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd, I'd always, I'd always um, doodle and, and my grandma would always be like, Allie, make sure you, uh... oh no, she didn't call me Allie, she called me Ollie. I don't know why, mm. but she'd be like, Ollie, make sure you have your sketchbook. Take your sketchbook with you. And then I'd be like, okay, Mimi, I got it. So <laughs> we're sitting in the laundromat and I just have my sketchbook and I just like sketch all the machines and stuff. And then she'd just watch me and then go back to reading. So I'd all, I've always been, been drawing and doodling. Yeah. And I think that's, it's one of those things. Like I love to doodle and, and draw as well. And I think it's one of those things like you just, every time you're around, let's say a pencil or a marker, or you see like a white canvas or anything mm-hmm. that's just like an open space, you almost automatically feel like you need to write on it <laughs> or yeah. draw on it it's just I, I totally understand that feeling Definitely. and I try to implement that in, like as a teacher in the classroom as well so like when I'm reading a story or I'm sharing something if you feel like doodling or drawing is going to help you mm-hmm. articulate your thoughts or share your ideas um, it's definitely something that I think can hold value as you get older for sure yeah yeah for sure and it, and and especially like if yeah like in class when i would uh, take notes i would doodle and that actually helps you remember to Agreed. be honest yeah Agreed. and does art run in your family um no and yes uh my mom she said as a kid she liked to to sketch mm-hmm. um and my dad liked to draw too but they didn't really that wasn't really their thing like that you know they never really like went into it but yeah they were they were able to like sketch and draw a little bit but they always say you you took it to the next level (laughs) (laughs) so so kind of yes and no my mom is a biology teacher she teaches um college prep biology cpi cp bio honors bio um, anatomy and physiology and she used to do AP bio too um, yeah for the local high school <laughs> so she's nine, ninth through 12 she's actually the senior advisor too so she has a lot on her plate wow um, and my dad is he's, he's an electrician um, at 
uh, hospital in Philly, Einstein. Yeah. Lots of variety. And do you have siblings? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> my, uh, uh, okay, so my mom is engaged. So my my step my stepdad. I don't for my stepdad. So like my dad has uh, two daughters, Courtney and Chelsea. Courtney's thirty. Uh, Chelsea is eighteen. Um, so like I am now a middle child. I went from being an only child to the middle child. Middle child. <laughs> So yeah. So yeah. what did growing up in middle school? What did that look like? Middle school. Middle school was was interesting. It was fun because, like I said before, it was. Um, it's such a small school, so. Mm-hmm. So I I have a ton of fun memories because our our classes were always so small. Me and my classmates, pretty much got along really well. Our teachers were really great. Um, and I just remember just having really fun lessons and just, just always having a fun time. I always look forward to going to school, especially to mm-hmm. middle school. Yeah. I, you know what? I think it was a school. I think it was my teachers because I, I had, I think in middle school, I had like four main teachers. It was teacher David, who taught us, um, basically history. Um, teacher mm-hmm. Don, who, uh, did math in, uh, oh yeah, teacher Lisa and teacher Emily. And they were also different. Like teacher David was really hands-on. Um, and, and his his classroom was always fun because we were always, you know, as a class, we'd always joke around and stuff. Teacher Dawn is like really down to earth. Um, teacher Lisa was at the school for the longest. So like we always just knew her really well. And teacher Emily, um, she always like had the best books. Like we would always have great readings and stuff. So I think it, it was just the experience and maybe being such like a close-knit community that made it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've had another illustrator on before. Oh. So this is really cool. <laughs> what are, who are some of the illustrators that Kapana influenced you? Um, there's one main one. Um, and you have to look him up. His name is, I, I hope I'm saying it correctly, but his name is Pascal Campion. Okay. And um, he does digital, digital um, illustrations. Um, and his work is just amazing. Like that was, I, I think that was the first illustrator that I looked at that really, his work really like made, made me feel something because each each illustration, it each has has a story, and it's not even that it's realistic looking. It's just that they they each make you feel, and then there's just a sense of light and 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 life in each of his illustrations, and they're just amazing. And I think that's what really what made me start to consider illustration when I saw his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Um, is Pascal? I like Mary Blair, who's from with Disney um who else I I, I'm actually influenced by a lot of photographers Mm. um Ernst Haas um William Eggleston um their work I I just like the feel of it um I've always been into music videos that's actually um influenced me a lot just I I just love to watch VH1 classic when I was little and I watch Uh. a videos and stuff like uh, that. Watched, <laughs> all these blocks of music videos and somehow that influenced me. Like that that influences my work too. So so yeah. It's a t- bunch of influences. Yeah, and I think that's again what keeps most people going in whatever field it is that they're currently in. Like you get influenced by other people that have been doing it either longer than you or have just started and it continues to 
hopefully keep that drive um, because I know definitely as an artist um, or creator, you often, it's hard, it's a hard, like deadlines are very difficult. Um, yes. <laughs> and when you are constantly, I think it's good to have business, of course, but at the same mm-hmm. time, the pressure of that business can definitely um, put a toll on your body. Can you tell us a little bit about like, that pressure and what do you do to kind of deal with that pressure? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> last year, I made the super intelligent choice to take on multiple books at one time. Um, and I had all these illustrations, all these sketches, all these, all these deadlines. And that was probably one of the most stressful times of my life because I just, I basically just took on way more than I should have. Um, and it's just like, I kind of lost sleep. I, I would just like sit and draw and draw and draw. And then my legs, my legs would get cramped. I feel like I can't, why did I do this? Um, but now, well, I got it finished. All, everything was finished on time and everything. But now what I do, I just make sure I have a schedule. I make sure I don't um, take on too much at one time. I make sure that I get enough sleep. I make sure I eat, you know, like I, even if I have to set a timer, like, okay, I'm going to work this many hours and then I'm going to eat a snack. I'm going to work this many hours and I'll, I'll eat lunch and dinner, like stuff like that. Um, I always make sure that I keep a calendar. I write down all my, uh, all my deadlines. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do my best to schedule time, just downtime where I could just, you know, sit and watch TV or just since I work from home, I have to make sure I get out a little bit. So I make sure like, I I have lunch with you know my friends or I FaceTime my friends to check in mm-hmm. stuff like that is important just making time for me and making time for the business part of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah but a healthy balance right right, right. work life balance and it's hard mm-hmm. working from home like trying to get a work life balance because my work is here mm-hmm. but it, but I've been learning how to balance it. Thank you so much for doing this. Where can people find you online? Oh, um, my portfolio website is alianaharris.com and on social media, it's at Aliana Harris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully get to chat again. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you.